thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet number nine. Is it for fear to wet a widow's eye that thou consumest thyself in single life? Ah, if thou, issueless, shalt hap to die, the world will wail thee like a makeless wife. The world will be thy widow and still weep that thou no form of thee hast left behind. When every private widow may well keep by children's eyes her husband's shape in mind. Look, what an unthrift in the world doth spend shifts but his place, for still the world enjoys it. But beauty's waste hath in the world end, and kept unused, the user so destroys it. No love towards others in that bosom sits, that on himself such murderous shame commits. That was uh, sonnet number nine of, of Shakespeare's sonnets. Uh, I'm Mark Chatterley, and I'm joined by the, the wonderful and talented... Thierry Hillis. Oh, that works. I love the patter we've got going on. Um, we are slowly working our way through all of Shakespeare's sonnets, 154 of them, and, and that was sonnet number nine. Um, I'm going to let Thierry talk first. You, you because... did a good job of reading through that. I was quite surprised because it's got some very, very nasty lines in it, pronunciation-wise. It it's the stust. All the ones that ends in stust are, are the hardest ones to yeah, say, I think. they are quite weird. We we don't tend to have that form in modern English of the uh, of the st on the end of things, and it makes things very hard. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that went quite well. I, I'm sure I will at- be atrocious on another one just to make up for it. So that's good. So what do you think about this one? We're we're still in the in the throes of the procreation sonnets at the moment. We are indeed. I I quite like this. It brings in the new image of uh, having a widow, and not just in the sense of. Uh having an actual wife that he leaves behind he also goes into uh, the world that would mourn him if he died without having children so th- the entire world would be a widow a oh, childless widow yeah of him if he uh, if he didn't beget children it, it's, it seems to be the Shakespeare equivalent of going you should have kids no pressure but you know no pressure everyone's going to be your widow no pressure <laughs> The world needs you, but yeah, it's all right. Take your time, man. Yeah, it's yeah. This idea that finally, it's sonnet. We we saw it in the, in the past couple of sonnets. Finally, the 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 female viewpoint is coming into them um, more and more. And so in this one, yeah, the idea that someone will be left behind. So Shakespeare's conceded the fact that he's probably is going to get married, um, but not necessarily have children. So, so before we've had it, it's you should go and have kids, uh, and marriage was just a byproduct of you have to be married to have kids, or, or back then it would have been the the way it was done. But now it's a you're probably going to get married, but you really need to have kids as well. Yeah, he does. He does insist on that point, and he he goes into it and he says, uh, "Oh, what's the line? The world will weigh thee like a makeless wife." So just. It's not enough finding a female. You, you really. The important part is really to have the child. It, yes, ma- marriage is just a way of getting there, I guess. <laughs> getting to the children, and that's quite an interesting phrase. The the makeless wife, um, as in, I, I guess that's a a woman that has not made something, being a child. That's that's how I read the line as well. Yeah, which is it's a it's a. 
a wonderful phrase. I, I keep spotting these these lovely phrases, and I think there's one coming up in this. Um, for people who don't know, we tend to record these in blocks of four, so there's I've, I've read ahead a bit, and there's one coming. There's a wonderful phrase. I'll point it out when we see it. But yeah, makeless wife. I quite like that. Um, we we should bring that back. I I do wonder about that expression though, because until now we've always had the, the wife or the female just being a vessel for uh, the child, yes. rather than being genetic well they didn't know about genetics but being involved in the creation of the child so using makeless wife it, it, it implies that the female has some more active role to play rather than just awaiting his semen and letting the child pop out yes i was watching um there's a, a new series on the bbc the bbc seems to be on a real education kick at the moment which is good um and it's darrow breen's school of science or something like that it's called or science club yeah yeah something like that and the, and the first one they did um was about procreation and and it was this idea that that at this time and for for thousands of generations all we've really believed is that uh, the the woman is the soil essentially it's that I, that biblical idea of a man sows his seed and the woman is the the nutrients for it so yeah in that sense the woman is the incubator and the maker the man provides all the material and the woman just sort of develops it I guess that was which, a bit of a you can see bar. from I mean 15th 16th 17th century their understanding of the world that actually makes quite a lot of sense Yes, it's yeah. weird from today, obviously, because we know about DNA and chromosomes and how that all works. But yeah, it's easy. It's easy to see looking back now. They were yeah, so yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are again in, the, in this. There are some uh, nice, uh, nice. The, the the idea of him leaving something behind. So uh, when every private widow may well keep by children's eyes her husband's shape in mind, so that. A, a mourning widow isn't alone if she has a child because the child is essentially her husband reincarnate so to speak which is a very weird way of putting it you you still have your husband he's a bit younger but you still yeah, have yeah. him you, yeah he's a bit younger you can't do anything with him but, but I, he's I can, still I can, there I can see the Im- I can see the thought behind it is the widow wouldn't be alone there would I mean in every sense of the word, there would still be part of the husband with her. Yes. Even if Shakespeare looked at it differently, then we would go, well, 50% of his DNA is the husband. Yes. I mean, emotionally, and you are still attached to him. You still know that it's part of the man. He's he's still around somehow. And that seems yeah. to be a very... Again, that's still a modern ideal when you speak to people who, who want to have children. One of the highest reasons, or at least among my friends, is always... I, I want part of me to, to live on my genetic line. I want it to live on. Well, that's, that's uh, sort of why we procreate. That's why we have the drive to have sex. You, you want your genes to, uh, to stay in the world and your line to go on, basically. <laughs> to, to, to stay around and carry on. Um, let's see, what, what else in, in this? This had another one of those. We had it earlier. We had an O um, in, in a couple of sonnets. I think it was sonnet five or six. And now we've gone, ah! If thou issueless, I quite like those just because they're very dramatic. I can see Shakespearean actors really, really enjoying those. <laughs> that was a complete the, sidebar. Um, the issueless in that line as well. It's, it's quite a nice um, word for not having children. Issueless. Issueless. Yes. If thou issueless shalt hap to die, 
It's quite a nice phrase. Um, and and yeah, the, the, that leads in. So it, it, this this sonnet very much starts as the. Uh, <laughs> it starts. Uh, is it for fear to wet a widow's eye? So are you scared that that you're going to die? Is that why you're not doing anything? That this fear is paralyzing yeah, you, you don't and you don't want to leave anyone behind. Yeah. And and so having a child is seen as the the solution to this problem of of you don't need to fear death because you are are, are living on and and that's really rammed home at the end with the with the uh, rhyming couplet at the end with um, uh, no love towards others in that bosom sits take on himself such murderous shame commits so almost I don't know maybe I'm I'm fixating on the murderous too much but it's almost as if by not having a child you're you're there's this murderous shame you you are failing the world and failing yourself and the murderous links to all sorts of ideas in my head of of killing and, and not having the child is is tantamount to killing the child and and that's quite an interesting uh parallel i don't know if that's just me reading too much into it but the idea that if you don't have kids you're essentially murdering your potential kids which which is essentially again the metaphor from masturbation <laughs> Yeah. We're getting essentially back to the same uh, image there. Kept unused, the user so destroys it. No love toward others in that bosom sits. And then the murderous shame... Com- apparently the murderous shame commits is uh, was a Shakespeare... Well, expression from Shakespeare's time to um, do the deeds by himself. So, so uh, <laughs> masturbation is a murderous shame. That's... That's well, you go a... blind if you do it too much, Mark. <laughs> I know. Yes. yes, that's why most men only go halfway and wear glasses. We, that's, we... That's, that's quite creepy since we both are wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Uh, what was the, the phrase earlier on we had in one of the earliest sonnets was to, to have traffic with oneself? Was it something like it was... that? Oh, I can't remember the line now. We, we, didn't we... we... We decided was, to remember it and use it, and then I just forgot. It's gone. Traffic. It's something like to have traffic with oneself. Um, but yes, and kept unused, the user so destroys it. No love towards others in bosom sits that on thyself, that on himself such murder of shame commits. It's such a, a, a strong way to end this sonnet. Uh, but beauty's a waste, half in the world end. It, it, this, this, this sonnet does come to me across as this very kind of final it's end it's death um it's it's widows there's this overarching sense of inevitability that you will die uh, and the only way out of this the only way you can't have immortality because that's not possible but you can have a child and and that's the nearest you're gonna get to eternal life yeah or even prolonging your uh life kind of it, it... I guess if you're trying, you're trying to convince someone to do something, you you need to show them what the end would be like. In, yeah. In either sense of direction, you can't because he's been trying so far. He's like, oh, you're so beautiful, and <laughs> you really want children, and all that sort of stuff. And as long as he doesn't know where he's headed, if he doesn't have children, he's not really. There's nothing really to convince him. He's just like, well, I'm I'm doing fine. I'm enjoying my life. Yeah. It's no problem with not having children. So really going to death and saying you are going to die and nothing of you will remain is 
What would have? I'm, this has just popped into my head, which is probably a bad way to go for this podcast. But what? What we've, would, we've been doing it so far. <laughs> what, what would the situation with with contraception have been like back in in Shakespearean England? It, it, would uh, they? They use. Uh, I I don't know whether they would have been using pig's intestine back then because that was I know that was one form. That and then they use um, leather for a while. They just wrap. Wow, that's. That's the sensation um, must have been not, weird. Not really. Yeah, but considering I, I, yeah, some people today just oh, you don't feel anything with condoms. Imagine having really thick leather <laughs> and just yeah. I I was just wondering because it's I'm wondering if the reason is this young lover going around and having sex because he's obviously beautiful, so that seems to be a possibility, and he's having sex but is choosing not to have children by 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 using contraception or would that not have been the case i i don't know enough about uh, contraceptive history why don't we learn these things at school to um to to really know well i had just an article i uh i googled now from uh, the nih the american uh national institute of health who says uh, during the elizabethan era there was considerable body of knowledge concerning birth control techniques including coitus interruptus penis ointments <laughs> Passeries, purgatives, genital baths, and bloodletting. They they all seem uh, not likely to help that much. Works were available describing the symptoms and causes of abortion. Wow. Okay. Puritans were uh, aware of birth control techniques, but were opposed to them for several reasons. Well, uh... so basically, the only reliable way they had of it was was pulling out. Yeah, which isn't that reliable. No. Well, I guess there were a lot of un. Isn't that how they got married? You just you had un- you slept with someone, you had an unwanted pregnancy, and then you just you got married. You either <laughs> dropped the girl and ran away, or you got stuck with her for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, so this like young lover's doing quite well then. To to, I, having, I presume. Yeah. Or he's having... just he has children everywhere, but didn't tell Shakespeare about it. <laughs> Shakespeare is wandering around going, no, you're not beautiful enough as a child. You're not beautiful enough as a child. This person needs to have beautiful children. <laughs> but, yes, um, that was a nice little detour into to, to learn about contraceptive um, Elizabethan technology. No intestines, um, surprisingly. Yeah, I, I thought maybe that came slightly later then. Maybe. Um, I just, oh, I'm glad we don't. We're not doing that. <laughs> or like in wartime Britain rubber and then washing it out and hanging it on the washing line that must have been nice as well That's, yeah especially for the neighbours <laughs> oh they, they're having sex it's Excellent. bad enough hearing them but seeing it all yeah they're not, not so good um, <laughs> right I'm, I'm gonna leave, let's leave that one there I, I, shall, I shall let you read us out on, on this one um, oh God, I'm going to stumble so much on this but, one. Especially after you said that I did quite well. Yeah, I'm going to screw it all up now. <laughs> right. Sonnet 9. Is it for fear to wet a widow's eye that thou consumest thyself in single life? Ah, if thou useless shalt hap to die. Useless. That's that's a good one. Ah, if thou issueless shalt hap to die. The world will wail thee like a makeless wife. The world will be thy widow. And still weep that thou no form of thee hast left behind, when every private widow well may keep by children's eyes her husband's shape in mind. 
Look what an unthrift in the world doth spend, shifts but his place, for still the world enjoys it. But beauty's waste hath in the world an end, and kept unused the user so destroys it. No love towards others in that bosom sits, that on himself such murderous shame commits. Excellent. That was um, sonnet number nine by the wonderful William Shakespeare. Uh, I've been Mark Chatterley. I have been Thierry Hillis. And we will see you next time for sonnet number 10. See you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.